All right, you're listening to Lulu's Son, the Chronicles of a Mad Asian. Um, I have been super excited about this particular episode because we have our special guest, Coco Puff, who I think that you're really going to enjoy her story. <laughs> or not. <laughs> and we've got Spicy Meatball back again. Hello. So today's episode is about kids or no kids. I don't have kids. I've never wanted kids. Uh, but I thought we would kick off this episode with Coco Puff's story. So I, we're just going to put you on the spot. I have three uh, children. Unplanned. Do, do you call All them three. mini puffs? <laughs> <laughs> they are my minions. I've got three. Uh, all three unplanned uh, pregnancies. I did not uh, plan on making babies. I was young and living my life free like a leaf in the wind. Hey, Coco, can I interrupt and ask you, do you know how this works? Like the whole baby making thing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think when I was young and living free, I didn't care. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Actually, I was, I was told, uh, when I was a teenager, um, that I wouldn't be able to easily make children. Oh, wow. So in my head, I'm like, that's cool. I'd been with uh, my partner for, we were like six years, serious, and uh, enjoyed being free together and not preventing, but also not planning. And when it did happen, I was, I was surprised. I wasn't for or against. It was let it happen. I was happy. I mean, my, my mother, best mother in the world, so I was excited to to be a mother, but I was uh, scared, not married, uh, not in a good place financially, but I'm like, meh, we'll be fine. <laughs> How old were you when you had your first child? 22, pregnant at 21. So when all my other friends were drinking and, and you know, exploring their new newfound uh, adulthood, I was uh, <clears throat> regretting my tongue piercing because it was <laughs> agitating my morning <laughs> Terrible combo, terrible combo. <laughs> I, I grew up very quickly, uh, but I did what I had to do, and um, I don't regret at all uh, that, even though I had not planned. So your second child, how old were you? Uh, let's see, I was 27, 27 when I had her. So 26 when I was pregnant and 27 when I had her. And then your third child, how old were you? <laughs> that is considered a geriatric pregnancy, I learned, because <laughs> at 35, when you have a baby, they do consider that, I did not know this, it was highly offended, because uh, at 35, I didn't feel old at all. This was a geriatric pregnancy. So many bad things can happen. Are you sure you want to continue? Blah, 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 blah. I, yeah, absolutely. I, it was a huge space between my children, but it allowed me the mental capacity to digest the fact that I was pregnant again, I think. Holy shit. Had not planned again, um, but very much loved my partner, and we were going to make it happen, for sure. I think it helped also that I had a great tribe. I had a good, I have a, a great support system, so I wasn't scared. I didn't necessarily want to have another baby. In fact, that last one, I, we knew that we were done having children after the second. So the last one was a surprise, surprise. So, okay, you're going to have to get a little more raw here. Uh, (laughs) Your husband was 
scheduled to get a vasectomy. Yeah, he was ready. We were ready. We were at that point where that was going to happen. We were planning trips. We were, <laughs> they were planning trips. We were planning travel. Damn you, third child. <laughs> and I mean, at that point, our children were 12 and, and 8. You know, we are out of diapers, not having to worry about babysitters so much. They could go with anybody. Not anybody, but family. And we could uh, live life a little more freely. And then, bam, pregnancy. Like, right before the fucking vasectomy, <laughs> guys. I was Listen to this story, people. <laughs> wow. I was, I, and it's hard to admit, but I was, I was depressed. Uh, yeah. I cried for the first couple of months, actually. And, and I, I look back and I'm like, maybe it was hormones. But honestly, I think I was mourning the fact that yeah. we had planned to not have any more babies. Yeah. And we're good with the boy and the girl that we had. And bam, pregnant. And I was older, 35. And my body was probably going to go through hell to bring this child into the world now. And uh, we were better off financially at this point. That wasn't the issue. It was that we were mentally, emotionally, decidedly done. And... There he came. <laughs> you know, I have to say that I, I do give mad respect for people who do have children because, again, like mentally, I think I would fucking cry in the closet every day. <laughs> I mean, like spicy. for how long? Like for the first 18 years? Probably. <laughs> Probably. There were, there were absolutely moments like that. There still is. Every day sometimes. I lose my shit every day. First day of motherhood. God. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like. The whole idea of having kids, I always, I kept waiting. I kept waiting. So I'm, you know, 44 at this point. So that ship has sailed. That is not a possibility, nor do I want it to be a possibility. But I kept waiting. You know, for years and years, I was like, this whole biological clock that everybody talks about, like, is mine on snooze? Is it, like, broken? Is it not really there? But never, nothing ever kicked in was like, hey, you should have kids. Never. Not a thought in my mind around it. I got judged. Uh, let me share this story real quick. Um, reunion at a wedding. Hadn't seen these people in forever, right? You're catching up. Oh, how have you been? Haven't seen you in years. And one person said to me, I feel sorry for you that you don't have kids. And I looked at him and he was telling me about all of his kids. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I feel sorry for you <laughs> having four fucking kids living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I mean, and I, I have felt such a sense of relief since Agent J and I just made the decision not to have kids. It was like a huge weight was lifted. But I've gotten that judgment and that shit for years. I mean, to the point of the cleaning woman at work. I speak Spanish, so like being in the in the restroom, we would strike up conversation, and almost every time, she would start in on this "When are you having kids?" thing, and I'm like, "Were you peeing?" Well, not at the time. Okay. It was usually <laughs> post pee and like when I was washing my hands, and, and then what she would like makes yeah. it okay for people to think that they can ask you that. That's and, my and point. Their opinion, right? What? And bitch, it's none of your business anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And where does that come from? Where does it come from that? You know, that's a measurement of anything, of happiness as having babies. 
I don't understand. I don't, I've never understood that. I think it's rude as hell that that person asked you that Lulu, because why, what gave him the right to enforce his, if that's what he measures his happiness, that's by, right. And his family, a family can be anybody it could be you and your cat. Could be just, I definitely have two fur babies, yeah. but, <laughs> happy. but no, I, I totally agree because you know, people judge me for not having kids and I sometimes judge people for having too many. I think it's human nature. Let's let's just judge. Let's yeah. just, <laughs> I'm glad it's not my situation. I'm glad it is my situation. You know, but it's comparing our lives and and what. But where does that come from? That people think that that is a measurement of happiness. Is it the typical stereotypical American family? The mother, the father, the right. children. Right. It's what been, was it? The beavers. The beavers. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's the cleavers. The cleavers. Oh. Beaver cleaver, right? <laughs> Doom cleaver, ward cleaver, the whole cleaver family. Were they really happy though? Are they really happy? No, they're not happy. Yeah. That's well, a different you, topic. <laughs> Maybe some people are like that. It's fake. <laughs> but definitely those moms do cry in the fucking closet. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Eating a little Debbie they crying have the, sometimes. The sneaky booze stash under the stairs. It's survival. That's, that's survival. Their, yeah. That's survival. Yeah. <laughs> So back to spicy meatball, I just sharing this story, my personal story anyway, you know, I was on birth control for so many years because I just never wanted children. And my husband and I, we have a very healthy sex life, but it kind of, as I got older, I started to get a little paranoid, like, oh my gosh, what if an accident happens? Then this life that we had planned is not going to happen. So long story short, um, I ended up having it a hysterectomy. And it was like a sigh of relief. I can never get fucking knocked up. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. But you know what I think is so fascinating? It's like you spend so many of your years when you're young trying not to get pregnant. Uh-huh. And then it's like, I have so many friends who have decided that they're ready for kids and then they try so hard and can't get pregnant. And it's just heartbreaking to see it. You know, because it's like you, you avoid it at all costs. And, you know, for us, it was continued avoidance. But for so many people, it's like you transfer over to the situation where it's like all you want is the kids. And, and then it just becomes so heartbreaking. The it's energy so hard to spent watch. on that. And sometimes and the, the money. money. Yes. Oh IVF. Yes. yes. And it's the insane. emotions. The emotions. The and the physical. It, all of it. It it's causes so between much. you and your partner when you can't. The physical, the psychological toll it takes on women. Yeah. To not be able to do that, you know, for some people, that's at a certain point in their lives, like you said, the biological clock. That's all they can think about. The amount of money. You could buy a house for the amount of money that some of these folks spend on IVF. I know. Well, and I'm so, I'm so curious. This is something I was thinking of on my way over here tonight. This whole idea of the biological clock. And I was thinking to myself, like, I have never felt that and I'm like I wonder what that feels like does that feel like an urge like a oh I need to like go and get pregnant and have a baby or like what does that feel like you know so I'm curious have other either of you ever felt that like never Mm -mm. I'm a neutral party I think in the fact that I didn't plan on having children I was told I couldn't so then having children I was like meh Okay, I'm going to roll with this. I made the decision to risk having babies by having unprotected sex with my partners. And, uh, and this was the outcome. 
I'm made my bed. I'm going to lie in it, but I'm also going Literally. to mother the shit out of these babies because I love them. <laughs> now, how I feel about other people's kids is a little different. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so you guys, I have to tell you this. My husband made the funniest comment the other day. Um, somebody had come over with their kids and like, I'm really, really good with kids in like short doses. And especially after I've had a couple cocktails, like I'm in like the childlike state. Right. And so these people left and, and my husband was laughing and he said, you know, you talk to kids exactly like you talk to animals. <laughs> and I was and like, how is that? Like, I don't know. I don't even know. I, I I'm like, like, let's get the cat over here mama. and let's see. Yeah. Like, I just like, I really like really engage in the moment and I really get happy and excited. But then it's like, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, okay, you can take your kid and you can leave now. But there's something to be said about um, the children of those people that I truly love. My best friend's kids. Those kids are my kids too. We're a tribe. Yeah. But other pe- strangers, babies, I, I cannot. This is why I could not work in a daycare. Mm-mm. I can't be a teacher. Mm-mm. I want to discipline your children like I would discipline mine. And I can't because the law says <laughs> I can't spank your baby. <laughs> so can I tell you, it's interesting to me because there's no distinction for me. Like my best friend's kids, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like my niece is the closest thing for me, for sure. But still, it's like I never felt like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter if they're my friend's kids. Yeah. I just don't. And I, and I hate that. But you know, I've gotten to the point in life where I'm just totally upfront with it. And when one of my friends gets pregnant, younger friends at this point, I, I literally will say like, you know, I'm not into kids, right? Like this <laughs> just... Don't ask me to hold it's on your, your kid. Warning label. Like I warned you. <laughs> I I am I am the godmother of multiple children, mm. which is terrifying. Like <laughs> probably not a good idea. I but, am not. Yeah. I told them do not make me or ask me to be that. I mean, if you it's leave, if your kid ends up in my responsibility, it will survive. <laughs> but there are better Adam, places for that kid Adam probably. <laughs> yeah. So it'll probably be a drunk. Just saying. And here's a funny thing, right? Because Spicy Meatball has a stepchild. You yes. know, we're, we're saying all these things and she has a stepchild. Yes. Yes. And I have for about 15 years now. Um, so since the time she was 15. And that is an interesting dynamic, y'all. Like, it has been... And I was a stepchild my entire life for multiple people. <laughs> um, and it is the craziest dynamic because... You have zero say. You have absolutely no say. And I never wanted to say, right? Like, bitch, you have a mom. I don't need to be your mom, right? <laughs> but then at the same time, you're expected to treat them like your child. You're and, raising them. Right. And give them half of everything. And like, I mean, they are entitled to everything without you having any say. It's the craziest dynamic. And it's incredibly infuriating. But I will say I'm so fortunate in our situation because... Her mother is a wonderful human being, and there are so many situations where that is not the case. So, yes. I mean, literally, y'all, we have gone on vacation and stayed in the same house with her. That's fantastic. <laughs> it is so weird to be that baby mama, actually, because yeah. so my oldest is not from my last partner. My two youngest are from my last partner. My oldest has a different dad, but my uh, his stepdad raised him since he was like 15, 18 months old. Uh, so having that dynamic with his now, his bonus mom, 
his dad remarried, and it was a little rough at first. It was rocky. It was, and I think we just had to learn our places with each other in this new family dynamic, but I strive not to be that baby mama. I will, I am getting her a Mother's Day card. I am extending olive branches constantly because I, I think as a step-parent, there is, it's hard. It sucks. I know it's hard. I, yeah, it, it does. Sucks. Yeah. It does. And watching my, uh, my last partner um, deal with that, you know, for my son being his stepdad uh, and the growing pains, it, it was, it's tough. Respect, yeah. but man. You know, so reiterating my husband and I don't have kids, and I don't understand how we go through so much laundry. And so those with kids, I can't even imagine how many times a week you're doing laundry. <laughs> so With uh, three kids, I can't imagine. Yeah. That's where I can be a little, when we talk about being frugal and cheap <laughs> in our last episode, it was, for me, I'm like, you can obviously re-wear those jeans, sir. <laughs> Obviously. Wear them 20 times. Now, your underwear you changed daily. Oh, God, I hope so. You're like, sure. have, you, have you turned those inside out yet? Sometimes, <laughs> multiple times a day. I'm like, twice a day. But there are, I am doing the laundry. I mean, we have we have chores, but ultimately, I'm the one washing, so I'm deciding, does this go back in the closet now? <laughs> but how do you remember what your kids are wearing? It's a sniff test. <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan. I do the sniff test on my own clothes. <laughs> I do too because you know, and we did not mention this in the frugal, but sometimes I would rewear my things because if it doesn't smell, then or look then what dirty. the hell, right? Right. <laughs> right. And I think your clothes will last longer if you're not washing. I them agree. Constantly. I agree. So not only is it good for your clothes, it's good for my sanity <laughs> and my bills. <laughs> People are judging us right now. Look and judge. Do they have as many children as I do? Probably not. (laughs) And if they do, then they agree. So, do you guys think that there's a definition of too many? So, there's some reality shows out there, right? Where it's like 19, 20 kids. That's Um, ridiculous. I, I remember an article that came out, I can't remember how many years ago, but this guy, he was very, um, he had a lot of partners and a total of 30 kids oh, Jesus. with different partners. And then he was getting sued for As child support. As he should. But or here's or my he thing. should buy stock in a condom company and just start like using <laughs> the products. But here's my thing is like, after you've had five kids, don't you think that you need to get a vasectomy? Right. So for people like him... I feel like there's a psychological reason why he's doing shit like that. Is it because you want to populate the earth with your seed, sir? Like, what is it about you that you get to have that many babies like that? Like, you're making, you're just, you're collecting baby mamas at that point. Obviously, you feel no responsibility to those kids because I think any sane person would say, I'm going to be responsible and take care of that child and her, and his or her mother. But no, he's wanting to just repopulate the earth if he could oh with gosh. his kids all those no no sir you don't get to do that Mm-mm. yeah and yeah they're absolutely such a thing as too many kids those shows uh 19 22 and counting whatever they are up to now are those children happy are those people happy really what is their why are they doing that well and i always clown wonder- car vagina 
<laughs> you just sneeze in the last one. Yeah, it just out. pops out. It's like, fuck it. You don't even need to go to the hospital anymore. Just fucking do it in the living room. <laughs> you know, in those situations, though, I always wonder, like, who's really raising the kids? Right? Each because other. you know it. Yes, The exactly. big ones raise the little right. ones. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe it's actually easier. Maybe it's like, <laughs> you know, if I have this many kids, they'll just raise each other and I can just go on vacation. But it's not right. I know. Man. I listen. Believe me. I know. <laughs> I know. Thank you. But I will say, so at one of my jobs in the past, I remember, and this was early on in my career, and I wasn't making that much money. And there was a guy I worked with, same level I was. And he had six kids and his wife didn't work because oh they had six kids. Oh my. And I asked him one time, I said, dude, I'm not going to say his name, but dude, how the hell do you make this work? Because like, I was like, I mean, I was paying bills, but not living in the lap of luxury. And he just looked at me and he said, you know, there's always a way to make it work. And I was like, yeah, but is hell it? No. Well, where's the quality of life? Right. In that? Right. And right. how is your wife? Is she okay? Right. Can we check on her, right. please? Because at a certain point, she's sacrificing so yes. much yes. to continue to raise all your babies. No, thank you. And oh. you get to escape and go to work. Men are so selfish sometimes. I could never be a stay-at-home mom. So much respect to people that stay at home. Uh, and and stay-at-home dads. Yeah. Or stay-at-home stay stay parents. Yeah. Stay-at-home parents. Yeah. No, thank I you. I could not ever. Work is my escape. I love my children. <laughs> I'll, my be, I'll be your stay-at-home dog sitter. <laughs> yeah. They don't talk that's, back. That's all I'll give you. <laughs> Dogs are great. Yeah. And they shit outside in the grass. Cats are better. better. <laughs> well, folks, I mean, we're, we're not judging anybody to each their own, just sharing our own experiences, but I am definitely going to close this episode out with, I am so glad that I don't have kids. Amen. I'm glad I can't have any more kids. (laughs) (laughs) 